Welcome to Breaking the Silence. I'm Garnet Silverwolf. This is an open forum for those who are dealing with toxic and abusive relationships, whether with significant others, family members, friends, or co-workers. This is a platform for victims and survivors to share their stories, get support, locate resources and information, and to find hope for a more peaceful existence. This is the first episode of the podcast. I've been passionate about helping people who are in toxic or abusive relationships for several years. I was in a toxic and abusive marriage for over 30 years, but I didn't realize it or believe that it was abusive. I just knew that my partner was controlling, jealous, and got angry many times over the simplest things. What I did know was that I was sad, anxious, worried, and scared more often than I was happy, relaxed, comfortable, or that I even felt loved. I never knew what would or wouldn't make him angry. The rules of the game were always changing, and there was no chance of ever winning. There were times he would act like he loved me or our kids. He would buy gifts, take us on vacations and cruises, get annual passes to theme parks and other gestures to try to show his affection. The problem with those gifts and other gestures of supposed love and affection is that they were always given with strings attached. By that, I mean he never gave anything without either expecting something in return, such as abject compliance to any of his current arbitrary rules or demands, or reminding any or all of us that he was not obligated to give us anything, so therefore we should be thankful and bestow lavish gratitude upon him. I honestly cannot think of a single holiday, vacation, or other event that should have been fun, happy, and enjoyable that wasn't tainted with some random outburst, threat, silent treatment, temper tantrum, or other drama. This is just one example of what an abusive or toxic relationship can be like. In this episode, I'm going to give you several different examples of what abuse can look like. It isn't always physical. Often, it can be mistaken for concern, protection, or even love. Sometimes, it's so subtle you might never even recognize it as an abusive behavior. Let's go through a list of some common abusive behaviors that you might not have originally recognized as being abusive. There are several categories, and I'll give some examples in each category. This is not a complete list, as there are so many subtle variations of abusive behaviors. But if you recognize any of these behaviors and have noticed a pattern of them repeatedly from a person in your life, whether a significant other, a family member, or even a friend or co-worker, you may be a victim of an abusive or toxic relationship. Category number one, using coercion or threats. This could include any of the following, making or even carrying out threats of bodily harm to you, someone you care about pets, or even themselves, which could include even threats of them committing suicide. It could include threats of leaving, especially with a romantic or cohabitation relationship, threats of reporting you to authorities such as Child Protective Services, immigration, or police, whether you've done anything wrong or not. This can include threats to take your children away, to take your pets away, or kill them to tell your friends or family that you're crazy 
or a danger to yourself or others. Making you cover or lie for them to protect them. Making you drop charges if you've actually had them arrested for violence toward you. Badgering or harassing you to do something illegal or against your wishes or that goes against your values. This could include anything from falsifying information on an application for public assistance to pushing you into drinking, doing drugs, or having sex with them or multiple people. Category number two, using intimidation. Using gestures or dirty looks or other actions to scare you. Breaking or smashing things such as dishes, phones, TVs, computers, car windows, especially if those things are your property. Displaying weapons or reminding you that they have weapons. Mistreating or abusing pets. Category number three, emotional abuse. Now, in actuality, emotional abuse can encompass all of the other forms of abuse. Because honestly, all types of abuse causes emotional distress, pain, and damage. But for the purposes of this list, here are some examples of what can be considered emotional abuse. Putting you down or making you feel bad about yourself. Calling you names. Making you think you're crazy or guilty of something. Telling you that you are imagining or twisting things that they've told you, which that is called gaslighting. Humiliating you even in public or around friends or family and co-workers. Playing mind games. Telling you that they are only joking or that you're too sensitive. Category number four, using isolation. This could include controlling when and where you can go, who you can be around or spend time with or talk to, preventing you from physically leaving by blocking your exit or hiding your keys, not letting you have a vehicle or other means of transportation, moving you away from your family, friends, and any other support system, using jealousy to justify their actions. Category number five, minimizing, denying, and blaming. This could include things like them making jokes about the abuse. Or they could say that the abuse never happened. They can blame you for the abuse. They might say things like, look what you made me do. Or, if you would just do what I told you to do, I wouldn't have to yell at you. Or anything similar to that. Category number six, using children. They could make you feel guilty about your children in some way, such as that you don't take care of them properly, or you deprive them of certain things, or any other statement that makes you feel guilty or inferior as a parent. They can use the children to relay messages or talk bad about the other parent. They can use visitation to harass or manipulate you or to interfere with your schedule. Also, counter-parenting, such as letting the children do things that the other parent doesn't allow. This can be anything from eating certain foods to not maintaining a routine for hygiene or bedtimes, etc. That way, when the child goes back to the other parent, that parent has to undo everything that the other parent did to maintain some sense of normalcy. Or they could even threaten to take the children away. Category number seven using status, rank, or privilege. 
This can include them making all the big decisions, such as where to live, when you get to go on vacations, whether or not you can have a job, and them acting like the only authority in the household. They could treat you like a subordinate or a lesser person. Or they could define specific expectations and actions based on their own beliefs about class, gender, and other roles, such as women's work or male privilege. They could display racism or other derogatory behaviors. Category number eight, economic and financial abuse. This is one that most people don't even recognize or realize is an abusive behavior. But I personally experienced this along with these others that I previously mentioned. But let's give some examples of what economic and financial abuse can look like. They can prevent you from getting or keeping a job. If you get a job, they'll do things to sabotage it, like calling you repeatedly at work, showing up to bother you while you're at work, or make it so that you can't get to your job. They'll either take the car if there's only one car, or they'll have something scheduled otherwise, or say that their job is more important. Any number of things like that. They can make you ask for money or give you an allowance and admonish you if you spend it on things that they deem is frivolous. They can take away any money that you have, say like birthday money, Christmas money, any money that you might have earned in any way that they don't think that you should have it. They won't give you access to the family income. They won't put you on the joint bank account because they don't want it to be a joint bank account. They'll have a singular debit card and you have to ask them for it if you want or need something. They'll squander money making expensive purchases such as cars, boats, jet skis, paintball equipment. They'll hide money or they'll gamble it, whether in a casino, playing the stock market, doing football pools at work. They'll take out credit cards or loans in your name without your knowledge and Many times they'll default on those loans, leaving you to have to sort it all out. Or they'll mandate that they are the only one allowed to work, but they'll, they'll quit their job or they won't pay for household expenses with their money, thereby putting you in financial distress. Now, as I mentioned previously, this is by no means an all-inclusive list. This is just a summary based on the Duluth model of power and control. I'll include a link in the show notes for this. Many times, abuse can be so subtle or even interpreted as just jealousy, being protective, trying to teach you a lesson, or showing concern or love. But if you ever feel scared, anxious, or unsafe as a result of what someone does or even says, don't ignore your gut feeling. More often than not, our intuition, our gut feeling, that voice in our head telling us that's not right, or I know that behavior is irrational, or that was not worth them getting that angry about, or any other statement or action that makes you question 
whether you should worry about your physical or mental well-being, that gut feeling is right. It's our natural warning system. Pay attention to it. This first episode, which is being recorded in October, is in recognition of Domestic Violence Awareness Month. It is dedicated to those who are in a domestic violence situation, those who have escaped, those who have survived, and especially to those who have sadly been taken away as a result of the abuse they experienced. May their deaths not be in vain, and may we all become more educated and aware of what abuse actually looks like. Most importantly, I wish to offer support and hope for victims, survivors, and their families. By breaking the silence, together we can raise awareness and give hope to those who are struggling, feeling trapped, and are searching for answers. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I look forward to bringing you more information, and I also hope to have some guests share their stories. If you or someone you know is a victim of abuse, whether it's domestic violence, in a work setting, or any other situation, please know that you do not deserve that abuse, and it is not your fault. Please see the notes in the description for helpful resources and information. Thank you again, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.